Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So lumber futures are tanking, and this is not a surprise when you have the builder sentiment coming out, and that's in the toilet as well. Of course, it has been for the last year, and it's probably going to continue to be that way for the foreseeable future, at least until the Federal Reserve reverses their Fed funds rates as far as the lifting and move back into a more accommodating position. Now, that isn't anywhere near the short-term view of anybody out there. The Federal Reserve is going to keep those interest rates elevated for this foreseeable future. Anyhow, that is having a major impact on the home sales that are taking place out there. This is the reason why you're hearing so many people talking about a housing crisis is because everybody who is involved in the real estate market, whether it's home builders, real estate agents, you know, anybody, mortgage issuers, you know, lenders, anybody out there who has anything to do with the home building, real estate, selling, any kind of business that has to do with that, they see the crisis. They see it happening. There's nothing taking place. There's no sales taking place. There's nothing building. There's like all the tragic things that you would expect to see is happening for these people. The only thing that hasn't really happened yet is the prices coming down significantly. Now, there are some areas in which the prices have come down and they probably will continue to come down. But as far as that significant across the board, major crashing in housing prices, we haven't seen it yet. And still in a lot of areas, the prices are still going up. And that is really surprising for a lot of people when they think about how the interest rates rising was going to crash the housing prices, right? That was the idea. Interest rates go up, house prices come down, plain and simple, right? But that doesn't seem to be the case. And when the Federal Reserve is lifting their interest rates, it doesn't necessarily have the mortgages working at the same pace as far as the lifting that the Fed funds rates are working at. So as the Fed is lifting the Fed funds rate, the mortgage rates aren't necessarily working up at the same pace that the Fed funds rates are. So a lot of people are questioning what's going on there. Like how come the interest rates don't continue to rise but have gone stagnant and in a lot of cases have actually gone down on mortgages. And now I have put out the argument, it's because of the fact that home sales and rolling over of old debt into new, de new debt, the refinancing, has been so diminished over the last year that there's not enough mortgage-backed security, securities within the market for the investors to buy, right? The demand for those things has reached its level in which that it's not going to fall any further. Does that make sense? Like, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
you know, I, I've tried to explain this several times for people. And a lot of times I, I don't know if I'm just not clear when I'm explaining it. But there is a pool of mortgage-backed securities out there for investors to buy. If that pool of mortgage-backed securities diminishes, the investors who are buying into that market will eventually see that those prices are falling and that will be their position to get in. When they see that, that is going to support the mortgage-backed security market, basically keep it from falling any further. If that's the case and there's support for the market, that means the yields right, which they pay, is going to also cap out. That means the loans that go into those mortgage-backed securities will also find that they reach their limit, so long as this, this is the case within the mortgage-backed security market. And so when people say, as the Federal Reserve continues to lift interest rates, it's going to put the ever more increasing pressure on the mortgage market. I don't see that. I see that the initial lifting of Fed funds rates put some pressure on the mortgage market, which was quite intense, but it's not continuing to put more intense pressure on the mortgage market. It just put that initial intense pressure on it, and that's where it's been sitting ever since. And that's what I feel is going to continue going into the future, so long as the home sales have are as low as they are along with the refinancing. That's going to keep that pool of mortgage-backed security market very, very low. And that also gives the Federal Reserve the ability to unwind their mortgage-backed securities into that market. If it's diminished, then they don't have to worry so much about flooding the market and causing the prices to drop and the yields to rise. They found support in the market, so they're able to unload some of their mortgage-backed securities within that market. So that, to me, is what's adding support for the interest rates, right, to keep them from going up or continuing to go up as the Fed, Fed lifts the interest rates. Now, as far as the prices of homes go, there is still a huge lack of homes within inventory, and it's going to continue to be that way for some for the foreseeable future. Think about how we are going to get inventory. Inventory is what's going to drop the prices. Now, if it's an inventory from an overbuild, that would cause inventory, right? I mean, that would cause the prices to to fall. If it was an inventory build due to foreclosures, that would cause prices to fall. If it was an inventory build because all of a sudden there was like a bunch of deaths, right? Like all of a sudden people just died and they were no longer in their home, right? This would cause inventory to rise. But these would be the reasons, the main reasons that you would see inventories, uh, inventory level rise on housing. You're not going to see it from people just randomly selling their homes. Even if they are put into a position in which it's difficult for them to make their payments, they're probably still going to end up being in their homes or trying to stay in their homes. So it's going to come from a, it's going to have to come from a rise in foreclosures, or it's going to have to come from a big build taking place, like the home builders all of a sudden just start ramping up production, or it's going to take a lot of people leaving their homes, whether it's like deaths or for whatever reasons, right? So these are the things that you have to look at in order to say, okay, this is what's going to cause the inventory levels to rise. Now, the last thing that people are going to do is just abandon their home. Like they're just going to walk out of it saying, hey, I can't afford this thing anymore. Like they did back in the great financial crisis when the prices went underwater. And the reasons why they're not going to do it this time is because the, again, because of the lack of inventory that is out there, it's caused the rents to be so extreme that if you were to just walk away from your home, you're not going to be able to find a place to rent that's as cheap as what you can buy a house for right now. 
At least that's the case in, for a lot of people. I know it is for me in my area. I was just looking at a single bedroom apartment for $1,850 a month. That is literally just a few hundred dollars less than what I'm paying on a house, a four bedroom house. So it is it is definitely the case that is happening right now of a lack of inventory adding support to the prices of homes. And so now think about this again. There is so many people, like I know, everybody I know who is not in a house right now is thinking about buying a house. Everybody I know, it seems like. I mean, I was just talking with my sister about it, talking with you know a buddy that I work with who's looking to buy a house. I'm thinking about it for rental incomes. I mean, I'm not like actively pursuing it, but it's certainly on my mind. And I know a lot of other people who are talking about like picking up a house when it crashes, when the house prices crash, crash, right? When it, when it ends or when they come down. And I think to myself, wait a minute, everybody can't flood in at the same time, right? Think about how many people are waiting for a crash or waiting on the sidelines and look at what the institutional investors are doing. They are front running you. They are buying up 5,000 houses at a time, getting discounts and having the builders offer other incentives for them to pick up these homes before they are sold individually to the person, to an individual person. So think about that. These are homes that are never even getting a chance to go to market before they are sold to institutional investors who are then turning around and renting, renting them out to you while you wait to buy a house. I mean, this is what's going on. I mean, I'm not trying to give the strategy. If you want to wait, that's cool. I was planning on waiting as well, and it took everything. I, I tried so hard not to buy a house. I was doing everything I could to try and find a place to rent because I had that thought that I want to buy a house when the housing market crashes. I want to be able to pick up a house that's you know much cheaper than it is today. That was a little over a year ago. The price of that house has gone up extremely high, and the interest rates have as well. There is no way that I could be able to afford that house today. Right? So this is the case. I mean, this is what's happening out there. Is it going to be a reversal? Are we going to have a housing market crash? I mean, I'm not trying to say that we're not going to have one. I just want to know where it's going to come from. I just want to know what it is that is going to actually cause the inventory levels to rise to a significant point that would actually cause the prices to come down. And I just don't see that taking place yet. Not from any direction, not from the foreclosures, not from the builds, not from just regular sales, not from a demographics issue, not yet. Will it over time? Probably. But at this point, I just don't see it. Okay. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know. What else did I want to talk about? I don't know. I think I missed something else in there. I was supposed to talk about lumber or something like that. You know, because the lumber prices, that's probably it. The lumber prices are really low right now. I mean, you think about it, it's like at 380 per thousand. And the demand is like definitely like, uh, I mean, I can't even like say that there's any demand out there. When you look at the contracts, there's like 500 contracts that have moved today at a 380 per thousand. That is people dumping lumber. They are getting out of this thing. They're like, man, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this stuff. And so the idea that there is going to be a huge demand for lumber going into the future just doesn't really seem to be the case when you look at the futures market. Now, when it does reverse, like I said, when when this build comes back on, when the home builders start to fire up their their saws again and start, you know, building homes, there's really not going to be enough inventory 
in the in the pipeline to supply the the home builders out there. At least I guess it depends on how big the the demand gets. But right now, when I see the mill curtailments taking place, that they are, and the inventory levels dropping like they are, it's just going to take just a little bit of an uptick in in new construction demand, and we're going to see the lumber prices just skyrocket again. I mean, I'm. I'm almost guaranteeing that it's going to happen. Like at this point, I don't see it yet, but it's it's like that situation is coming really soon. And I would imagine that probably a little bit after the new year, we're going to know a lot more about whether whether or not that's going to be the case. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, um, here's something. A little bit of side note. I'm just kind of babbling at this point, but um, trying to look for other ways to like. Well, share content and also monetize the channel or monetize the information or, you know, do something. Uh, somebody had suggested that I do Twitter spaces. And so Twitter space spaces, it's like a, it's kind of almost like a radio station. It's just audio, but you can tune in and you can get a lot of listeners to tune into it. And then you can also can have other speakers. So you can have like guests come on, but it's almost like having like a live podcast going through Twitter and it's called spaces. But, um, anyway, the neat thing about it is, is that I can say fire this thing up in the morning and maybe go through some of the articles that I have been researching and reading and just kind of talk about some of those as I research for what video it is that I'm going to be putting out that day. So I thought that would be kind of fun to just kind of, you know, give you something to listen to while you're getting ready in the morning. You can hear me babble on about the, uh, different articles that I'm reading. So I'm going to give that a shot. Um, look for the links on my social media. I'll probably put a link to it, you know, here on the community page for, for the channel and then all the rest of the social medias. So you can find the links to it there. And I'm going to do a couple of practice runs just to see, get a feel for it, just to know what that's like. And then, um, if it's popular enough, then we'll monetize it and see what, see how it goes. An educated economist. You guys let me know.